0: I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, I would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people.
1: I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out.
0: You needed money? I found you some.
1: Now, let's face it here. I've got
0: to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh. Yeah, you
1: blunt. No you to try to sweet talk me, Miss Garland. I knows you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me? Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish i had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two inch thick Silo in steak. Sit and defrost right this minute.
0: When you and Guy come over and have supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov and Joanne, which way to the stage.
1: And my name is Colin Drucker. And wait, I'm not a theater person.
0: Ooh, I was hoping you would do that one. (laughs) Oh, yay.
1: We're already off to a great start. Yeah, as soon as that line came out, I was like, oh... How did they know? I was yes. in the audience. Yeah, could never be a theater person. Is the next. I'll one never think. be a th- yeah. I'll never be a theater person. yeah. So uh, <laughs> or whatever it is, I've only seen it once. Uh, and the it in question is somebody's birthday girl's choice.
0: Oh my goodness! I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this. And I open the floor. I will say it now that I I'm willing. And open to hear any reaction negative or positive. Even if it was you thought it was complete garbage. I, I don't want you to hold back just because it's my B day. I don't think you would anyway, but um I'm excited. Well, uh do you want to let the folks know what it is? Oh yeah, sorry. Our <laughs> bur- I, I I just figured they would already know from those opening lines. But yes, yeah, sure. This is the two thousand eight. Rent filmed live on Broadway. The closing cast of Rent. It's available on YouTube, folks. So if you want to go see it, uh, it's widely available, which is cool.
1: Yeah, I guess it was like a Broadway HD kind of thing, you know, which is like another streaming service. Yeah, but yeah. For some reason, it's sitting there. I didn't even get a commercial break. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was nice. There was even a ten-minute intermission. Yeah, I yeah, I was like, well, uh, I I guess I'll. You know, I guess I go pee. Um, yeah, get some chips. Get some chips. You know, see what that bag of Mrs. Tate's is doing in the fridge. You Ooh. know, is it Mrs. Tate's or fridge? just Tate's? It's just Tate's. I'm Tate's putting cookies, Mrs. on yeah. it. I'm putting Mrs. I like on Mrs. It. <laughs> Mrs. Tate's. So
0: those chocolate chip cookies go in the fridge for you. Oh,
1: sir, those Wait. live in the fridge.
0: <gasps> I've never heard of it. I'm it is uh, inspired.
1: Oh. So and and I'm I'm a big fan of the chocolate chip walnut uh and that in the fridge it's like i'll never go back
0: now i guess my my concern which i feel like isn't as it would be like it would be too crisp because they're already crisp to begin with but what is it about what takes it to the
1: next level i think i think maybe and it could be a subjective thing but i think tates are impressive because they're like for store-bought it's like man these taste like the real thing Uh, but I feel like when I put them in the fridge, it reminds me of like when my mom would make chocolate chip cookies and then like the, the, all the cookies would be like in a big Ziploc bag in the fridge. And so I guess it kind of recreates the, like the, the texture of the chocolate chips against the cookie. And like, you can kind of, the best thing about Tate's is you can taste the butter on them, you know? And I don't know, something about the, having them cold, just it, it, it brings it all together. You know, it's just... Uh, I love it. it. Yeah. It, it's the difference between warm soup and hot soup, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to try that. The challenge Please. accepted. Yeah. Consider this your best supporting assignment. Yeah. Or one of. Yeah. That's right. Yum. Well, I... Uh, so yeah, so rent. You've been you've been threatening me with this episode. This has been my Texas chainsaw. Your your Texas chainsaw massacre has been my rent. Of yes, like a, a musical that I've never seen. Really new fits and starts about mostly new rent from the away messages of my fellow uh, students at Ithaca College. Oh yes, lots of no day but today. Leave it, you know. Um, like lots of uh, you know, off to women's corral at seven. Then you know lunch at eight. <laughs> or yes. I don't know why like people eat lunch at eight. But anyway, the point being that I just, what I knew was that it was like, oh God, rent. And so I I kind of was going into this blind like, i like, I have really no idea what to expect. I don't even think I really know what rent is even about. Yeah. So, and, and for anyone who's been a listener of this podcast knows that I am indeed, I'm not much of a musical person. You know, there's company there's uh you know the light in the piazza i really enjoyed that yeah uh, you know come from away i would say it's <laughs> a great example of one that i uh really hated and love to so hate. love to hate love to hate come from away um so if you're a fan of the come from away episode i have to say this episode's probably gonna be nothing like that because i kind of love this
0: <gasps>
1: oh my god folks Mark I don't your, even mark
0: your uh, calendars. <laughs> I can't wait to write in my diary tonight. It finally happened.
1: I don't even know who I am right now because my identity has been tied up in in pooping on rent. And I got to say, I mean some of the the, the you know kind of the, the way that You know, some of the singing, some of that kind of like, what's his name? Some of the way that Mark sings, you know, December Eastern Standard Time, you know, that's all still there. But, like, in the larger context of it all, I guess I just forgave it because I was like, yeah, but the overall product is incredible. And, like, there's some beautiful music in this. And in context, Seasons of Love is
0: kind of lovely. Oh, my gosh. I... I think one of the best like act two openers in all of musical theater, because normally there's like an on track uh-huh. and then the curtain rises and it, you just start a scene. But I, yeah, more on that later, but keep going, yes.
1: I, and I just, you know, the it, it certainly helped that there were some familiar faces in the cast. You know, Will yes. Chase, who, and you know, on Patreon folks, we've done all of season one of Smash and it was so much fun. And you don't even need to have watched Smash because we go beat by beat. But uh, he is our, our, you know, uh, our briefly. No, he is our Dimaggio of Smash. Yes. Ultimately, yeah. And then, of course, Renee Lee's Goldsberry, who I love. And it yes. was just like, you know, so I it would, certainly once she showed up, I was like, all right, well, to be honest with you, I was already on board. I didn't need her to nice. like. Oh, I, I, I was already that. on board. I don't know what. I don't know when it clicked, but there was just something about where I was like, wow, this is just like not you know like it started and mark's got his camera and he's doing like roger tell the people you know and i was like oh this is hitting this is like aluminum foil between my teeth yes and i thought oh shit it's two and a half hours of this and then it just that was the last time it bothered me
0: yeah i totally agree there was something about mark that i like this time Around, I was like, he doesn't belong in this musical, but he does. Like, he's the narrator practically. And, like, every gay man wants to play Mark. Like, mm-hmm. everyone. Or at least wants to have that sweater and the scarf and that, like, clean cut sort of artist look. He's so like many... non threatening. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh, so sorry. I was going to say, so many of those Ithaca College musical, mu- oh, music school yes. students were Mark's. I understand now, you know?
0: Mark just feels like a queer character, even though he's not that and been in not always played by a gay man. But like, I feel like Neil Patrick Harris had his like, uh, run on Broadway as Mark. Um, I just feel like it's it's that kind of role. But you're right. I was I was cringing at the beginning. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it was just like Adam Cantor or Cantor's like impression of Anthony Rapp. He did. He does sound like so much like anthony rap it was kind of crazy but yeah you're right as soon as i kind of dusted that off and settled back into it i was like this show's fucking perfect <laughs> yeah. i was like
1: so into it well and he's got adam adam cantor has it, it, there's also like a norbert leo butts quality he there's yeah. there's that the diction yeah there's like this wry diction that they do and i i I thought that, and I, and I like Norbert Leopold because I love the last Same. five years. Of so course, that I'm yes. okay with, um, Kathy King Norbert, but I, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 was just like so prepared for so much of that and, and it just wasn't, and you know, I would say the perfect analogy within the context of the show was it was as if I didn't know that Maureen's performance was a joke. In, you know, in that we were supposed to see that it was ridiculous. Yes. That Over the Moon is the character Maureen doing, like, really ridiculous performance art in a cafe. Yeah, it's you like know? musical theater performance art. Yeah, and, like, it helped that the audience was laughing at her, and the actress was, like, really playing it up, uh, where I was like, oh, oh, okay, so that, this is, this is not, this is not what Rent is. Rent is making this joke about this person.
0: Yeah, in a way, it's so over the top, and that would be so much fun to do. Cause like, a- anything goes, in that in that space.
1: I kept. I was thinking, God, Maureen is like the musical theater girl's dream. Like it is. It's just I, like you get to be. In some cases, yourself, you know. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Loud and obnoxious. I mean, she is such like such a theater nerd. Like I can tell. I I don't. I'm not as familiar with, and I didn't even realize this wasn't Idina Benzel for a while. But I thought, what's her name in this? Eden Espinoza. Oh I my thought goodness. She really captured. Let I was the like, world, no. What a... I, I liked that she was. We were supposed to see her as kind of ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I mean, like her outfits and everything about her. I, I have to take a pause for Eden Espinosa because I've been in love with her for a very long time. I saw her, and I think this might be part of your best supporting assignment, but um, I'm giving a little teaser now. But there was a show um, called Brooklyn. That was like in New York, uh, Mm -hmm. I can't remember what year it was, but we were like, I think I was like in college and we went for like choir tour in New York and we just had like one night to do whatever. And I went to see Brooklyn and she was so good. It was like, uh, oh my God, it was like such an experience and her vocals are crazy. She was also in Wicked as well too. So she's, I, I love her and I love her as Maureen.
1: Yeah, she was, she was great. I, uh, and, I mean, and she gets like that, you know, and she enters an hour in, like she gets that end of act one entrance. It's such a diva entrance, you know?
0: Yes. And I think in the original Broadway cast, I know that, um, uh, Adam Pascal who played Roger and then, oh my goodness, Daphne Rubin Vega who played Mimi were nominated for like lead and lead actor and lead actress. And then, um, Wilson Germain Heredia won actually for playing Angel for Best Featured Actor, and Idina was also nominated for this role too. I think those were the four.
1: I think I looked it up, yeah. Those were the four yeah. uh, acting nominations. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, and it won Best Musical, it won the Pulitzer. I was like yeah. and I and I totally get it. Like I totally get like, especially in the context of when this came out and what it was. And for as much as I I do kind of ugh, at, like, rock musicals. I yeah. I recognize, you know, because I did a little, you know, digging on Wikipedia of, like, what Jonathan Larson was doing is, like, bringing musicals to the MTV generation. And I thought, well, you did. You totally did. Like, and and the idea of the same day $20 tickets and, like, just the kind of realizing, like, the, it, the ways in which Rent was this significant moment for a lot of, you know, theater nerds and queerdos and weirdos of our generation I that I wasn't paying attention, but it's like, wow, this, I, I get why this was and why it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Rent heads, the original head. Yeah. <laughs> the original heads, you know, they weren't hair heads, you know, you would think. <laughs> they weren't fiddler heads. They tried. <laughs> <Not> a, no. <laughs> fiddler heads. I yeah. Know. Scarlet Pimpernel heads. There yeah. There we are. Um, yes. Yeah. I guess those would be, did he have a mask? I feel like, he I feel a... like the cover yeah, yeah I could picture it right Right Yeah the Scarlet Pimpernel That's one of those shows That I don't know anything about it I just know that It was on Broadway in the 90s And it seems like something I'd never want to watch
0: I feel like I should know More about
1: it But I don't But I feel like there is Beautiful music in there Like one or two Or maybe it's I don't know Either way I don't know It's one of those things Like I saw the commercials As a kid And as a kid It did not look like something That would appeal to me <laughs> yeah. So I've just retained that As an adult Sure Sure well, you know, why don't you? I mean, you picked Rent. You, I did. This is your fault. So why don't you tell us? Because it's your fault. This is um, all your fault. How did Rent come into your life? Rent came into my life
0: right when it should have, I think. If I'm really thinking, you know, like the last Culturistas, like when, how did you know or when did you know or what was the piece of media that you new culture was for you Mm -hmm. i feel like this would be one of them for sure i don't know what that ultimate like just one answer would be but um i it was on tour it was coming through pittsburgh and my friend amy um at the time she was like we have to go see it and it was such like a musical theater high school trip you know what i mean but like it was maybe just like four or five of us we didn't have like a whole row um but she was like you should start listening to the cast recording and i was like all right and I think I just went out and like bought it at Borders or something. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Oh gosh, God rest Borders. Yeah right. Um, uh, and then I I was kind of I think I maybe bought it like the week before, so I wasn't like off book as the kids say. Um, but I kind of listened to some stuff, so I knew a little bit about it. I knew "Seasons of Love." I feel like every chorus class in America did that song because mm-hmm. uh, it's fucking great. And um. I saw it live, and I think, like, I remember, like, if I was to really hone in on it, is the song Another Day, where Mimi's singing to Roger, and it's the first time that we hear the there's only only us, there's only Uh this, the no day but today sort of motif, and she's, like, singing to him on that table, and I'm like, what is happening? I just, like, it was just, like, such a weird... Cause it's not like the most powerful part of the show, but it like, I think it, it had to do with the music as well too. And I was like in the nosebleeds. So, but as a whole, I was like, I, I don't know, like my molecular, like, st- <laughs> like being just sort of changed and altered from there on. And I was, I was obsessed. I was listen. I would listen to it like every day. And I got like, there's a huge like coffee table rent book. With, like, duct tape on the side. Uh, it's meant to look like duct tape. I had that. I was just so into it. And you're right. It does, it does feel like um, this was a sort of musical for those weird theater people to be to latch on to it was like hamilton before hamilton
1: absolutely i mean and i know that you know uh Manuel or miranda said that you know, and it was he doesn't even need to say it that rent was obviously an inspiration for hamilton you can feel that but um yeah, yeah that's a great point is that this kind of the, the way that hamilton hit like a generation of theater kids and and you know kind of shifted what musical theater could be or what it could sound like or what it could look like. I can see how Rent did the same thing. And and not that it was the first, I guess people would say, like hair in the seventies. I don't know why hair's coming up so much this week. Yeah, sure. Or but... like the uh Tommy
0: or whatever. Mm-hmm. Even like Jesus Christ Superstar, like all the Andrew Lloyd Webber rock musicals too.
1: Right, right. Like I could see how that kind of lays the foundation and the groundwork for something like Rent. But I I you know, I think what maybe struck me right off the bat, and maybe what really what I appreciated was, and, and I'm sure this is, you know, it's all the rent heads. It's like, yeah, duh. But like, I I liked the idea of setting, of, of putting uh, writing a musical and setting it, um, you know, on the Lower East Side and setting it among, you know, people living in a warehouse and homeless people and things mm-hmm. like that. And like, it was this very unromantic setting. And I just thought like, oh, I love that, that th- this idea of this big Broadway musical is not, I don't know, uh, there's no grand ballrooms, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. um, beautiful sets. And again, I don't even know if that's like the first time that happened because it's not like Cats was a beautiful place to be either. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I just, I I guess there was a realism to it. I appreciated that it was trying to capture a very real uh, experience of people that wouldn't normally be featured in a musical. Yeah, I And you,
0: it's like, it's the costumes. It's like, I'm so glad this was written in 1996. I feel like it came out right when it was supposed to. Um, And and the sets like that, like you said, are bare bones. And it kind of feels like it didn't change that much from like its original inception. Even when they like lift up like the padlock on the door, it's like some Sharpie Mm -hmm. and some like tape, you know what I mean? It's not any, it's not, it doesn't have that like fine polish that like, musicals today even if it is supposed to look grungy still has that sort of I don't know it's it feels elevated but
1: I, I like it, this what it makes me think of is remember yeah. when they challenged Chad Michaels to rough it up and then she came out in that like <laughs> yes. leather look with the short blonde hair and yes. blew out the finger gun and they were like well <laughs> well you're trying well yeah I feel like when all else fails, we can just make a Chad Michaels reference and we both know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, yeah. um, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yes ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, um, yeah, no, I What I I agree. I feel like watching this production, I, I felt like, oh, I have a really good sense of what it must have been like watching it at New York Theatre Workshop, you know, back yeah. in the 90s. And it, you know, it like made me that feeling of, like, I'm nostalgic for a, for a time period that I I was a part of, but I was much younger, and I wasn't really a part of any of this. But it there's a, a sense watching this that did make me feel like, ugh. Not that, like, oh, I yearn for the Lower East Side in the early 90s, because obviously, you know, it's a little glamorized here. Sure. But um, I guess yearning for, I don't know, that – I guess that feeling of something like Rent coming out and just kind of like shifting the tectonic plates. I Obviously, Hamilton just did that a, a few years ago. And I guess I'm wondering what the next thing is going to be that really shifts musical theater like this. Yeah. You know, because I don't think it's these like movie to stage musical adaptations.
0: I don't think so.
1: Um, wasn't it, is it Davina DeCampo that says, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess, can't remember the quote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 a, silver dr- uh, a red wig and a silver dress. I don't think. I don't think. think. Yeah. I don't think. And now um, she's going to be co-starring in a SpongeBob SquarePants I saw on the that. West End. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's super cool.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, but you're right. It's like these juggernauts that... Rent came out in January, on January 25th, 1996, which we're, we're kind of close to, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a week ago-ish and it closed, or it doesn't matter when it closed, but um, Hamilton, isn't this, this is wild to me. I looked this up and it just feels like it was forever ago, but Hamilton premiered on Broadway. I know it had like a long life at the public, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but it, uh, on August 6th, 2015, that was eight Years ago, Colin. Wow. Almost. You know what I mean? Give or take. It feels like Hamilton came out yesterday.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, like, and it came out onto, I guess, for, you know, like Disney Plus, it was then like 2020, I guess.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if I got the date wrong. Hopefully it was 2016 or 2015. I said 2015, right? All these people are going to be writing in letters. I'm going to Google it now. But you're right. It's like, I I don't know what that is because Broadway is such an interesting. I mean, we've had conversations about it before of like, it's just movie musicals. It's just, they're churning out stuff that will generate money and hopefully some of them are good. But as far as these original ideas, it's hard mm-hmm. to get financing for it. I mean, it's, it's very smash Colin. It's
1: very, I mean, if I learned anything from season one of smash, you know, you got to find a bartender who's got some dubious connections, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with guys named lizard or whatever that guy's name was remember that he had that like guitarist friend whose name was oh, like god yes
0: it's either like a book or a movie just made into a show and sometimes that is very successful i'm not gonna like but most of the time it's not especially like with the way that they're doing it it's like it. it just seems you can already i don't know it it all depends on the score too it depends on a lot of things of course but I don't, I don't need The Devil Wears Proud of the musical. I don't need... You know, I always go back to Back to the Future of the musical. Right. Um, I don't need it, but, you know, people are making art, and I, I, I get at its core that that is a good thing, but it, it just feels, you know, the people that are producing this are, like, actively seeking out what to promote as opposed to original stuff that might not get that life is a little sad.
1: Yeah, right, because it, it really does feel like... There's that that idea that oh, Broadway is meant to be like the peak of of American theater, and it and it's not. It's really just the, I don't know the the most. I don't even want to say the most expensive. It's just like it's just large productions. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's true. But I don't think it it in any way represents the best. of The best, even in New York, you know. And so it's just like. I don't know. I I guess something you know, flashing back to something like Rent, it's like there's a specialness that makes it feel like oh, and Hamilton similarly like oh, there is really incredible theater happening on Broadway.
0: Yeah, and I I like you said, it's like it. I feel like it's outside of New York now. It's in DC. Mm-hmm. It's in Chicago. It's in all these places. And on different scales, too. It's like some of the best theater I've seen w- w- was in, like, complete shitholes. You know what yeah, I mean? right. Um, it, in
1: some cases, it's, like, where you can afford to put on a, a, a significant production, you know, in terms of just, like, theater space. But sometimes it's been, yeah, like, I've seen off-off-off Broadway stuff in a black box theater or whatever, oh yeah. and it was incredible. And it really, I mean, and that's, again, going back to Rent, this is a show that can be done at that level, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like it's it's the best example of those types of shows really making it, I guess. And, of course, it's like the whole sidebar of a conversation I have, too, is, you know, Keon and I were talking about the show yesterday because I was watching it. And um, the idea of, like, Jonathan Larson, Larson passing away, like, right before the workshop and that sort of, like catapulted it into this like next stratosphere but at the same time you know and one could argue like oh it's only because he passed away that it was like such a big deal and we'll never know that we'll never know the alternative but you can also argue that um, the show was successful because it was good and people latched on to it like through word of mouth I didn't know who Jonathan Larson was when I started listening I knew he wrote the music but I didn't know that he died right like I think it, it
1: it's the idea that because he had he died right before the first preview, and oh, so was it the first preview? Of yeah, the workshop? uh, and so like it's it's not as if it was like, oh, this is Sondheim's last musical or whatever. And so, I yeah, I really feel like you know, there's just uh, yeah, I think it's the music, I think it's the, I think it's just the like the chutzpah of it. There's also that, like, this show is like it, it is so ambitious. And yeah. I felt that too, like I felt that it's so, it's dense, but in the same way that Hamilton is, that it's dense, but not in a way that like Shakespeare can be where you're like, I don't even know what they're saying right now. It's more of like, there's so much in, I mean, even like the, the line, like there's no room with the holiday in, like there's three different layers in that line, you know? Yeah. And I know. So it's like and and it's easy enough to kind of like hear and even without like dissecting all three layers in the moment, you can appreciate that lyric of like, oh, wow, I I get what you're saying in different ways. And um, And when I rewatch this, I can get it in a different way, you know? Oh, gosh, I I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you liked it. I am. I mean, yeah, I am. I certainly didn't want to hate it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. in some ways I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I've been such an asshole about rent for the past 38 years. <laughs> I didn't know that it was so good. I, uh, it really, I mean, you know, and I, and I don't know much about like, you know, La Boheme and, and I know that it's, you know, sort of based on that story. And, um, and I don't think that takes anything away from rent, you know, in terms of being an original story, but, uh, yeah, I, I appreciated i appreciated it for what it was and for what it was for people, you know? Like, I liked thinking yeah. about people, you know, camping out for $20 tickets outside of the Nederland Theater. You know, the Nederlanders are here. Yes, oh my gosh. It's true, it's like, it was like the Beatles version of Broadway.
0: It was, I just love that idea of, like, going back to, like, Oh, did you hear about this show that's like going on downtown or like you know, it's it, or it's about to hit Broadway, like that no one knows about, but everyone keeps talking. It's the ultimate form of PR, really, is word mm-hmm. of mouth. And it just went there. I I, I and I, I never saw it on Broadway. I I think no, I was I was not in New York then and but I mean I'm I'm so glad I got to see the tour. I can't remember anyone who was really in it of no, but who knows where those actors are now. Maybe they're maybe they're big stars. Yeah.
1: Who knows? Uh, or maybe like the character of Lisa played by Annalie Ashford in smash. They went into stationery. Uh, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> they went, into. I will say this. I am fairly certain that Annalie
1: Ashford played Maureen and rent at one point. She did. She was in the yes. off Broadway revival in yes. 2011. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, and what a, what a great choice. Yeah. And MJ Rodriguez played angel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, so Rent, you know, uh for anyone who doesn't know, I mean Rent is uh the the trials and tribulations of these uh these squatting artists on the Lower East Side and I I mean, you know, I feel like most people listening to this are like, yeah, we know what Rent's about. But <laughs> the what I thought was interesting about like the structure of the story is I like I'll say this. I think overall, you know, it's great. I think I appreciated act one a little bit more because it has the kind of uh, sustained tension of one night, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. then like act two is a bit more of like rent the mini series where we then kind of go through the following year. Yep. And I appreciated it kind of as the, as the final, you know, once I saw the final product, but I really enjoyed. Um, And I, I there was a part of me that almost wanted the whole thing to take place just on Christmas Eve. Yeah. There's something to that. I
0: think that would be cool. It, I, yeah, but it is, you know, there's I'm mean, obviously there's so many lyrics to it that allude to this is this. We're going to tell you the story of these people in one year's time, which is a pretty popular trope, I feel. But you're right. It does feel a little. I don't know. It loses just a smidge of that, um, that act
1: one magic, I guess. Yeah, right. And I, I feel like I remember Hamilton. I think I liked act two more than act one. And, interesting. and it's not that there weren't things in act one that I liked, but it's like, for example, in Hamilton, it's like, once we get to the, like the war stuff, I'm like, okay, let's just get back to the ladies, you know? Yes. Yeah. Let's That's keep... an interesting
0: question for like any show. Like, are you an act one queen or act two queen? Like, or like which, and
1: defend it, you know, it would right. be a fun musical theater party game which also sounds terrible right and 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 if there are like shows that are like that's what i'd be interested in one that have ones that have a very specific act one maybe like a great act one and a terrible act two or it's like sunday in the park with george or like act one is in one world and then act two is in a whole other world and like yeah. i feel like there might be some people who are like oh, i'm kind of just an act one when it comes to you know george sure i Take guess it's journey. sunday in the park i guess people will they they shorten Sunday. it Sunday. I'm sure they call yeah. it Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that's a long one. That I is might a be long able to get one. on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, it, the cast. I mean, we've Adam Cantor, I feel like is a name that I've heard. I feel like he's a broad a Broadway somebody. He was in
0: Next to Normal. He was in Fiddler. He was also in the band's visit as well. Um, oh, but sure. But I don't know anything else like. Even IMDb, like I feel like he has like some bits and bobbles here and there, Mm. but um, he's cute,
1: that Adam. Yeah, and so that was the originally the Anthony Rapp role, right? Yes, Yes. because it's like Will Chase who plays Roger. I felt like he kind of looked like Anthony Rapp, (laughs) so I was like, oh, was this the Anthony Rapp role? Yeah, Yeah. no, I guess that's funny though that you thought that. Um, But no, Will Chase, uh, I I guess, you know, his distinguishing feature was wearing some significant guy liner. Oh, I know. To the point I was like, I think we could have held back a little
0: bit. Right. So good. His voice is crazy.
1: Yeah. I you know, it, it was nice to get like a taste of it from from Smash, but he like he doesn't have any of that. That, you know, Eastern Standard Time kind of yep. thing. He doesn't do that at all. And I, I really enjoyed that. And I will say, you know, it's something that I've been sitting on, but I've had from the original Broadway cast with Adam Pascal, I've had that song, One Song Glory, in my Spotify favorites playlist for the better part of a year.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: It's I think it's so like good. a perfect song
0: oh my god that's the song that like he should have sang to mimi at the end mm-hmm. <laughs> your oh. eyes is fine it's fine it's it's a good it's a decent song but yeah right he's like i've been it, you know it
1: took a whole year and i was like oh man go back you actually had <laughs> go towards it towards
0: the light mimi. yeah
1: right mimi keep going don't listen to that boy's song <laughs> turn it around yeah. turn that... <laughs> <laughs> turn it turn it around <laughs> Change your costume, change Get it around. It around. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well, guess what, Mimi? Mimi, yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. He did write that song, um, <sighs> but they—I mean, uh, he and Renee Lees Goldsberry—they had some incredible harmonizing in this. Like, yeah, they sound great together. There were—I think there was a moment in—I think I wrote it down. It was in oh bear with me one is one of them was that song you know you uh without you oh without you they have there's one moment where i was like holy shit yeah the end whenever
0: he joins yeah harmonies are really cool yeah and i
1: was like oh my god this is this is not precious musical theater at all this is not what i expected from rent you know like this is very genuine Uh,
0: it's so good did you know that Renee Elise Goldsberry. I think it was in IMDb when I... She was 37 when she played this role. This is her Broadway debut. She got into, like, the cast of Rent just in time. Oh! So she, like, closed it out. I think she, like... I think she started, like, maybe four months before it closed. And they're like, you want to finish it out? And she's like, yeah. Wow! Um, I know, and then she... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't realize that she wasn't someone yet when she did this. I know. I mean, that's what uh, Internet Broadway Database told me. So I could be wrong. I'm sure she maybe has done stuff. But you're right. It's like there was no big splash before this. So then she went on to The Lion King to play Nala and then The Color Purple to play Nettie. And then I think there was maybe one or two things in between. And, of course now we know her as angelica forever really as angelica in hamilton
1: oh yeah no absolutely um yeah i'm just looking at she was uh oh yeah she was she was in the lion king i guess before that she was in the lion king in 2002 on broadway
0: oh she was in it before rent yeah yeah
1: okay and then uh and then she was in the gentleman of verona and then she was in the color purple on broadway in 2005 2006 as nettie so everything came before so everything came, (laughs) yes and then she was the baker's wife in um oh no she was in the baker's wife excuse me what the hell is that i i think it's a musical it is it's a musical that's not into the about into the woods i know
0: i think pat there's some tie to patty lapone everyone's like screaming at their phones well we're not here to talk about patty sorry you could
1: push that luggage cart to another episode (laughs) (laughs) um But, yeah, then she was in Good People after Rent in 2011 and Loves Labor's Lost and As You Like It. God, she does a lot of Broadway. Um, And, yeah, then Hamilton was 2015. So you got that right.
0: Yes, that's right. There you go. so glad Uh, that you're here to fact check.
1: Hey, you know what? It's your birthday. I should just let (laughs) you, you know, say all the fake news you want. But I I know, yeah. I got to keep us real. People believed me. Yeah, she is. I mean— Obviously, we have sung her praises literally about Hamilton, you know, and her and Hamilton, but like she just, she has like such a, I don't know, like a, the, it, it's funny we're talking about Patty, who ha- has such an affected quality. It's such a, yeah, it's a, Patty's always in quotes. And there's something that's so not affected about Renee Scoldsbury. Like it feels so real and like genuine. And I don't feel like she's putting on musical theater like pretensions in her performance.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I going back to even how old she was when she played the role, like, Mimi's supposed to be, like, 18 or 19, and yeah. I believed that she was. I mean, she looks amazing, um, but I... You're right, it's like she's... I don't know, she's just one of those rare breeds of actresses that, like, you know the work is done, and, like, you know there's probably a lot going on and a lot of prep, but it she makes it look so effortless and easy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think... Because I I think that there is something to be said for like if you had just had me listen to the original Broadway cast recording, I don't think I may have had as good of an experience. I feel like there's something about this performance and this interpretation, and obviously seeing it live, but also just yep. hearing how they're singing it. Like, not no knocks to you know Daphne Rubin Vega, but uh, sure, there was just I did listen to a little bit of the of the the broad you know the broadway cast and hers has a little bit sounds at least on the you know cast recording a little bit more like a character voice
0: yeah it's it's a very distinct voice for sure and there are times where it's like i mean it's memorable for sure mm-hmm. I feel, but you're right it's like i guess it does sound like she's sick i guess that, that's a yeah terrible thing to say
1: um but yeah love you daphne yeah. I mean, you know, she popped up at the end. So it was, you know, that was nice in the in the little group number. Oh, yes, of, of course. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, then, of course, there's, let uh, I mean, just, you know, while we're talking about ladies, there's Tracy Toms playing Joanne uh, Jefferson. She's the perfect Joanne. I really like Joanne. I feel like she also, I mean, it was like everyone, uh, she's like she was the exception in terms of like, she had a real job and she was, she could pay her rent. You know what I mean? Like I felt like she that is was, true. uh, and I kind of like that, that there was at least other than Ben, uh, Benny, yeah. excuse me, that there and was, those. Oh, Ben, you know, all the, all the rent heads are like, Ben, <laughs> what show is this? What is this? Rent junior? Ben, yes. his name is uh, Benny. First they, named a, they named a tour after him. <laughs> um, I know that much, but, uh, I liked that that joanne wasn't just another one of these like crazy artists, you know, yeah, she brought a little bit of order
0: like yeah. order really uh to to the group um and she was also in the movie too um and it's interesting i i the reason why I picked the i think it's worth seeing it on stage and and maybe someday you can watch the movie it's but i I don't love it. I don't hate it I'm like I'm glad it exists, but it's and i don't know what would have made that movie better for me. Uh, they did take out some of the music cuz they kind of almost had to like all of the voicemails, but i love the voicemails. like i think that those little bits are what make it so magical
1: and cool on stage. yeah, the voicemails add like they they kind of create a world where i i liked that there is a in some ways a greek chorus of concerned parents and it was like an interesting reminder that like even though like basically everyone performing in this is much older than the characters they're playing. Um, it's a reminder that like, oh yeah, all of these, like, you know, these low side artists squatting in a warehouse, they're all kids. They're all, you know, probably under 25, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it was like this interesting reminder of like, oh yeah. And, and Mark's got a concerned mom in Scarsdale. And like, I like that there was that little bit towards the end where it was like all like, four of their parents, you know, yes. calling and, and, uh, and, and the one voicemail from the like TV producer with the phone numbers. I was like, how do you, that, that was one of the best parts of the, of the show. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. I I think to be in, in the ensemble of this
0: show would be so cool.
1: Oh, I mean, it's worth saying, you know, at the Westons we do have like best supporting ensemble or featured ensemble. And I feel like we would need to name Gwen Stewart. And Marcus Paul as the soloist from Seasons of Love. Both of them because he's also incredible. He's so good yeah, and she's so good. and she was the original.
0: yeah, um, Gwen, and I think the two were Gwen and um Rodney Hicks, who played Benny. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, you mean Ben <laughs> yeah, Ben it's Ben Ben
1: for short? <laughs> ben for short? Yeah, you know
0: what other show Rodney Hicks was in? I do. <laughs> it,
1: it was a bad omen. I was come from away. From away. Come on, Rodney. but no, he he made a good choice this time around. Yes. Uh, also, good God is he. Oh my God, he was so hot yeah it went, when he took the sunglasses off and he had this like this crest smile and i thought oh take me to whatever Sold. ski lodge you're off to in that coat
0: <laughs> i know oh i love that they kept and like honored those costumes like why would they change them i guess but um i i love that it was it feels so 90s mm-hmm.
1: that is the perfect costume for like the the nouveau riche i guess the new rich guy in the early 90s Yes, absolutely. Is it new it's not Nouveau Riche, it's Nouveau Riche, isn't it? I think it's Nouveau Riche, Yeah, we're gonna go with that. Oh, I think God, so. just a couple of boobs. Um That's all right. So anyway, um yeah, Gwen I just, Stewart is amazing. Yeah, Gwen Stewart, incredible. Uh and she gets to be the the bag lady who's like, Hey artist, <gasps> got a dollar. One of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> I was singing it to Keon, I was like, Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah! I so I yeah. So the two of them, we have to remember that for the Westons. Uh, oh, I'll never forget. Yeah, the seasons of love soloists. Um, but yeah. then, uh, who have we not talked about? Well, there's. Was, go ahead. You you go. I was going to say we movie. can talk about Justin Johnston as Angel. I thought he was fabulous. Yeah, he was. He was great. I. It's funny. I feel like he. It's almost like there's an archetype of like emery from the boys in the band yep and i guess it's also angel from angels in america no who what's his name uh the nurse belize yeah yeah belize. sorry the, yeah the nurse yeah belize in angels in america like there's kind of the like the featured fairy you know and i say that with love but like and what's interesting is that, like you know i feel like the guy who played Belize, I think he got nominated for or won a Tony. I feel like these are these are award winning roles. Yeah. you know. Today, I feel like uh, Robin de Jesus is in a lot of those roles. I yes. think he was
0: in the the Boys in the Band too. He was in that sort of role. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I think he was nominated. Yeah. So there's something about those roles that you know. I mean, I would say like Hank Azaria in The Birdcage. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's funny because it is a it, it's a it's a male you know, archetype of a best supporting character. So, you know, uh, something to maybe feature on this podcast one day is our best supporting fairies. I love that. I feel like angels, like the heart of the show in so many ways.
0: And, you know, when I always, I always skip contact the song with like
1: the big sheet, there's supposed to be like a big condom and it's very oh, like, Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't um, understand what that was. That's kind of like that. Um, there's that dance break in company in the original version
0: with, oh yeah. with yes. the voicemails
1: or something like that.
0: Um, it's in. Act is it the two? song where like? Da, 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 da.
1: No, no, it, no. It, it's, well, maybe it, I don't know what you are talking about. It's then. this weird. It's on the original cast recording, and it's and I think they cut it from Future Productions. But it's oh. this weird, like instrumental thing that has it, it. It almost it almost sounds like somebody's recorded someone having sex. It's strange. I Ooh. I skip it every time I listen to the Company, which it's been a while.
0: I think I was thinking of side by side. I know everyone up yeah. there is just like I know. do skip
1: side by side though sometimes.
0: Yeah, too. it's not Yeah. It's not fun to listen to, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but like the reprise of I'll, I'll cover you is just even like the like the the first version of I'll cover you in act 1 is so good. Like the like structurally and harmonically the way that song goes and their harmonies, I just think it feels like it feels like flirting when you listen to that. And the way that it's staged is so pure and beautiful and i i love collins and angel and so to, to see her pass away is just you know it's like you kind of know it's coming but you expect maybe it might be roger and mimi but you kind of forget that um angel and collins have hiv too so it's um oh my gosh i weep
1: i weep yeah it was i you know that was another like certainly where like the cement sort of dried i'm like okay i'm into this is when collins met angel and it was such a there was such great chemistry and it was such a beautiful you know romance that was developing that didn't feel like musical theater romance and i was yeah it was it was great i i kind of knew that he was gonna i i was like yeah or she excuse me was was probably gonna pass and when justin johnson came out on stage at the end for the last song i then i was like oh there then i just i i was ugly crying yeah of
0: course yes i didn't know that happened the first time when i saw it on stage too so i was just like besides my beside myself i was uh yeah that was just it's perfect it's perfect.
1: perfect yeah so yeah i that love story i really appreciated and i there was that one song where i guess i mean it was interesting right because it was like roger and mimi singing and then like collins and angel were kind of performing Angel. I think it's during without you yeah, yeah it's during without you so it's kind of like it was in, I feel like someone could say like oh the queer couples are are silent during the song when we listen to the hetero couples sing to each yep. other you know um but I don't I'm not here to say that rent's not gay enough you know yeah. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> like puts a bit of a spotlight on like the straight male characters in the show but like I think for the time I think for the like the 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 ways certainly in which collins and angel are portrayed i think is yeah really impressive i i feel like there have been some critiques and i could understand of like look at these crazy lesbians like towards the end like maureen and and uh joanne bickering it was like oh god this feels like a u-haul joke just waiting to be made you know (laughs) yes but again how often are we getting lesbians in a real relationship in a musical in the 90s or ever you know so yeah
0: i agree i think There was something else I was going to say about... Oh, um, we all know famously too that if you're a Drag Race fan that Valentina played Angel and like Rent Live or whatever. And like, she was like not great in the role. But I know there was like that whole kerfuffle about like someone... Didn't someone like break their ankle or something like that? So they had to go with like rehearsal, like dress rehearsal footage or something?
1: Yep, so the guy who was playing Roger broke his foot. And so they had to use the... Dress rehearsal for act two. That's right. But even for like when...
0: I I will say this. Like Justin Johnston, like today for you is a workout. And he made it look like... He made it look so easy. Mm -hmm. Like with how much he was moving. And like... Because it's hard to do. Like he just had... You have to be fit. And not just like physically fit, but like vocally fit, if that makes sense too. You have to know how when to take air when you can like luckily there's like a little drum solo in the uh, the middle of it but oh my gosh
1: i was so impressed yeah that was you know and and I, that would be something that again like if i just saw like five seconds or f- heard five seconds of that i'd be like oh god this seems insufferable this seems like 90s you know tween nonsense but i was totally i like i bought into the world of it i feel like there is this like it's almost – and I guess it's it's really Jonathan Larson as Mark kind of documenting these people's lives. And so I always felt like there was a kind of – I don't know, like even a performance like Today for You, it doesn't feel precious because I feel like it's just the show documenting these people's lives versus – it, I don't know. Does that make sense that like it – the lens in which it's being performed – didn't it just didn't feel as like it didn't feel cheesy? I guess is the best thing I can say. It just didn't feel cheesy to me. It didn't feel like annoying. No, I get that, and it's
0: really, it's kind of interesting to think of like we talked about Mark being like the narrator, and like we start off knowing that this is him like videotaping everything. So it like it kind of makes sense that like everything would be a little bit amplified. I guess even yeah. like going back to Maureen because like in Mark's world. Like, Maureen is that extra. Um, and but like, I don't think it's not like what I feel like it's I'm borderline kind of going with that, like sort of motif of like the eye of Roxy Hart in Chicago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all about Mark at the same time, but it's just the the right amount of heightened performance both like by the
1: actors and at and like how we interpret them on stage yeah and I, and I guess to use come from away as a as a counterpoint it just felt so aggressively like you know dirt. we're helping these people you know like mm-hmm. and you know i'm gonna make a balloon for a crying child and all that like it was so it, oh it, it just um there was just so much I don't know. There was just something t- – there was something about Jen Colella, like, cheering as the plane took off. Where I was like, oh, for God's sake. And whereas <laughs> this, like, never made me feel that way because I just felt like I was indeed watching Mark's film of these over-the-top people that he knew in the 90s in the Lower East Side.
0: Yeah, for sure. I It's – it just works. And I think that it there is something to be said for having that anchor of La Boheme because, like you said, it's not – in like some of it's like you know, there's a Mimi in La Boheme. There's a there was yeah. a Rodolfo as opposed to a Roger, and like Marcello and Mark and all that stuff. But it does give a little bit of a guideline because I think without that, it could just be
1: willy nilly. You know, it could have mm-hmm. went there, but it 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 didn't. I wonder how much that that central structure of La Boheme, I don't know, keeps keeps yeah, as you're saying, like keeps rent from getting unwieldy. You know, like keeps it on yeah. a really smart plot line you know
0: yeah i mean the only uh difference is that mimi dies at the end of love o. Right. and she doesn't in the end of rent which i think
1: works as well too i it's like it would it would be too sad i was fully <laughs> preparing for just like yeah. a sad ending because i i kind of was like I, I kind of think I know mimi dies and i love that and i thought again thinking about the audience thinking about all these young rent heads thinking about all these queerdos and weirdos and and theater kids and whatnot i thought it, it does matter that there's a happy ending. Like, it actually is important that Rent had did had Mimi survive, you know? Um, and, and it's such a, like, it's, a, it's such a gotcha moment, but it's so welcomed, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I know that it's being done on purpose and not just because they're tacking on a happy ending. I know it's because, like, Jonathan Larson is not going to end these people's story in abject tragedy
0: yeah and it kind of works with like looping angel into it because like we miss her mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of funny, and there's a little bit of a wink there and it it is it just kind of adds up, and it kind of because it's like, oh, she woke up, like then what happened? you know what I mean, but like it's it's just it wasn't her time, and yeah
1: she's she's back, and it yeah, and it does give us some like button on the character of angel, yeah,
0: yes, I um there was something a question I had, oh. I would say this. I know that you've put off watching Tick Tick Boom. I know that Andrew Garfield isn't your fave, but I I would be interested now, like you know, to for you to watch that since it is like a it's another Jonathan Larson musical. Robin de Jesus is in it, and he's awesome. Um, And there's Judith Light. Well, I (laughs) mean, Judith Light, lawyer. Oh God.
1: I actually now I am I I am very intrigued. Not only am I planning on watching Tick, Tick, Boom, I'm probably going to watch the No Day But Today documentary about the <gasps> making of Oh, Man. you should. You definitely should. Well, I found it on YouTube and I saved yes. it. into my watch later playlist, which is always a good sign. I, I, I'm. It's that feeling that I've had, you know, Hamilton. I had this feeling, you know, uh, mass, you know, and I'm not saying that rent is, you know, I'm just saying that when something ends and I'm like, oh, I'm immediately intrigued to know more or hear more company yeah. did this where I just now I want to dig in a little. And so, I mean, no one is more surprised than me, but I am, you know, I might be fitting this head to for rent <laughs> so that it could be a rent head.
0: Rent head. <laughs> I mean, I'm so... I'm so thrilled. I I think, like I I hope you keep listening to the cast recording. I hope that you like.
1: It's it's kind of like making up for lost time. Uh yeah, I do kind of feel like I missed a a a bus on a class trip. You know, uh, I missed <laughs> I missed that trip. You know that all the all the other kids went on, and uh, and I'm like, oh oh, I think I wanna I wanna know what I wanna feel the I wanna feel that no day but today means something other than like some music majors away away message you know what I mean yes Um, now yeah oh go ahead sorry no that's all that's all I
0: that's all I think the question of like do you do you have favorite songs like did things stick out to you was there something that you might have heard once or twice that like you know in context was just so much more or where were you with it
1: okay so let's see because I I I would say one song, Glory, I think is, is, you know, even like the opening number of Rent, there was some really cool things in there. It was it reminded me of Company and the opening number of Company where it was like, oh, this is just a this is a production right off the bat. Where's the (laughs) elevator?
0: You know, that's true. I actually don't love Rent the song and i felt a little bit of cringe i don't know why because it's just but like i feel i feel like it would be a song that's more fun to be in than to watch i guess Mm -hmm. because it's so explosive and i was joking with kian yesterday i'm like why is there a song called rent it's like you know we already know you can't pay it you don't have to sing about it but that's just me after all of these years like just feeling grumpy about a song that like who cares, cares that, what I think that has the lyrics
1: rent 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 <laughs> yes. rent rent
0: But yeah. like do I walk around the house and be like how we gonna bang <laughs> <laughs> Yeah right
1: Um I would say uh I think another day I think th- the thing is I another also is so good. I would oh love God, to love... have a recording of this cast from this production we just watched you know, with, with Renee's Goldsberry with, you know what I mean? Like I, I really liked their interpretations. I think if I had like a Spotify
0: wrapped for like, you know, when I started listening to Ren, I, another day would, I would probably, it would be in the thousands. Mm. I was obsessed with it. I just think it's such a, it's so beautiful. Even like my candle, like, yep. like it's kind of a companion piece in a way.
1: I appreciate the tango, the Maureen tango. The I tango thought that Maureen, was a, yes. That was a really cool I, – I loved Joanne and Mark's friendship. I thought that was a really cool little, yes. you know, uh, just a, a connection that I'm glad was made as, like, yeah. you know, the ex and the current of – because it, it was like Maureen and Mark were together, and then she broke up with Mark to be with Joanne, right? Yeah, and I can't picture Maureen and Mark – can't picture Mark with anyone. He's yeah. kind of a dweeb. Yeah, and, like, I guess because I knew so many, like, gay men who dressed like Mark, I'm like, he's not gay? Yeah, it's, he's not. It does feel like that would be one thing I might change about Rent is I think Mark should be gay.
0: I think so, too, and there needs to
1: be a line about, like, how he's, like, kind of in love with
0: Roger, and Roger's, like, he, like, acknowledges it, you know? Yep,
1: yeah, exactly, and maybe, maybe something, like, just a little bit of cuddling happened once, and maybe... maybe a hand i don't know where it went but something happened um you know i will say this i for as what i thought was really interesting was that over the moon in and of itself is this ridiculous as we're talking about this ridiculous ridiculous like you know performance art piece but uh i'm sure adina Menzel, menzel does a great job but eden espinoza lake also does an excellent job and that like jumped over the moon part she just is so beautiful even in the ridiculousness of it and i was all there for getting the audience to moo like all things that i hate i was like i'm here for this shit i'm here for what we're doing right now
0: you know oh my gosh i'm i'm just i'm smiling from ear to ear over here it's so so nice to hear this
1: oh (laughs) Uh, I should tell you, is obviously. Oh, it's great. St- I liked that. It's an earworm. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of these songs will do kind of that repetitive thing, which is what I like, is when a song, it like, pulls a Philip Glass, where it's like, ooh, I've got this thing that I could just keep doing over and over. Yes. With yes. a key change, you know? Yep. Uh, obviously, Seasons of Love, you know, in context, you know, it's like w- not being a rent head. I would only ever experience Seasons of Love in the most, like, like the cheesiest of of contexts, yeah. you know. Um so it t- and I think that was a big thing about so much of Rent. Like even Take Me or Leave Me is not my favorite song. There's there's a there is a, a layer of schmeary cheese on it. Sure. But in the context of the show, I was like uh ah, all right. I accept what we're doing here, you know.
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of like oh, they're fighting again. Mm-hmm. And then they sing, but it is like that duet is I know people, it's like, I hate saying iconic these days, but it is. Like in musical theater, it's like to the point of like, you
1: can't really even touch it unless you're going to kill it. Right, right. Uh, Oh, and and maybe you will have to tell me if this is the right number, but I guess it's uh, life support. Oh yeah, life
0: support is great.
1: Yeah, and like the lyric of like, "Will I lose my dignity?" Will yes, someone "Will care? I?" Is actually a separate song. Oh, "Will it's I?" All
0: it's all like kind of right after each other. Yeah.
1: Oh, "Will I?" I love. Oh, will it's I? such a
0: beautiful. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's almost like a round. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that I think that was that was a real highlight. I just thought that was it. It it was reminding me of like it's quiet uptown in Hamilton. Yes. Like it yes. had that feeling, and I that's what I love is like. You know, Light in the Piazza gave me this, too. I love when a musical is just sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, like, in the depths of sad. Next, the last five years will go there, you know? I just love, you know, Still Hurting, obviously. Other, You know, Beyond the N.I., like, that song is so fucking sad, you know? I
0: know. It truly is. Ugh. That, cello.
1: Yeah. that cello. Yeah. That cello. Yeah.
0: Forget about it.
1: So... um, so yeah, I mean, you know, goodbye, love. I obviously has you know is is beautiful as well. Sure. Um, yeah, it, I I feel like honestly, I'm in that headspace of oh, I I can't wait to kind of go back. I would, to be honest with you, it's like. This version that we're doing, this is kind of my like virgin version. Like this is this is my rent, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Renee Lees Goldsberry is my mimi. You She's know? your mimi. So, I think.
0: Yeah. I think that's appropriate. I feel like you could do a lot worse. Um, and mm-hmm. but that's not not to say that this cast isn't amazing. I I I there's so many. I I would like make a playlist. I don't know if there's anything from the movie that I like more than the Broadway. I don't know cuz in the movie Tracy Toms does the Seasons of Love solo. Oh. And she's awesome. She's great.
1: I mean, I guess that makes sense in a movie where you like narrow it down, but I Yeah,
0: there's no ensemble really. Yeah.
1: But I love that function in this that that there is someone who get there are two people who just get who aren't featured characters who yep. get to star in like the biggest number of the show. Oh, for sure.
0: You know who we haven't talked about, even
1: though we've kind of have, is Collins, Michael McElroy as Collins. Mm, I yes, I I feel like he was, uh, like, I guess it was the what's the song about Santa Fe? He's a... oh my gosh, I hated
0: that song, but go ahead. Or, I hated it and now I love it. But yes, yeah,
1: sir. I I kind of yes. had the same experience where the first time I heard it, I was like. Oh this is this to me kind of feels like to go back to Hamilton that like the song where the three guys cheer cheers oh, each I other I love that song though. yeah 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 I know but it's like a dude song you know Sure sure And sure. I never loved that one and this and the first time we heard Santa Fe it kind of felt like that but then when we heard it in act 2 I realize that it's just this concept of, you know, what we should do, we should move to Santa Fe and open a restaurant. It's like a thing they all get high and talk about every once in a while. And I love that, like, oh, you're not actually going to do it. That's just this, like, fantasy that, like, in some ways, Roger is able to put to bed by the fact that he attempted to fulfill it, you know?
0: Yes, I totally agree. I think... I, I would always sort of skip it when I was younger and now I never want to ever again. The harmonies are so beautiful and mm-hmm. it's so poetic like you're it, you're right. it's like they just got stoned and like it's just like this hippie trippy fantasy song, but it's so cool and the harmonies at the end are so awesome
1: yeah I you know and it's it's you know one of the rare occasions where I love a men's song you know like in in company it's the um, what do you want to get married for? Yes. Uh, Yeah. I love that song. I gotta go for you. uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I love that song. And, but it's just a dude song, but it's so good. And it gets so haunting towards the ends. And I feel like Santa Fe was giving me some of that as well.
0: Yes. I guess it doesn't hurt that like there's angel in that number and Collins who identifies as queer. And then, you know, Mark, we already already established is, you know, queer Mm adjacent, um it just it just works i think i don't know if i've seen him in like anything else i i saw that he, he was in next to normal sunday in the park with george and like the wild party as well i i really really liked him i thought like what i really appreciated too or what i appreciate in general is when a uh you know a replacement or you know like if a broadway show has like such a long life that the an actor can still find ways to make an iconic line different in it for it to still land. And I don't have an example of it, but I, I just wanted to make that comment, I guess, for everyone in the cast, because some of it is so ingrained that
1: it's hard not to do that or make that choice. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I feel like that's, you know, I, where I felt that is like watching, cause I guess because I've seen a few productions of who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. And so yes. <clears throat> there's so many iconic lines where it's like, you know, Elizabeth Taylor in the movie, you know, where it's just like it's so ingrained that to hear yep. how Kathleen Turner is going to do it or um, uh, Amy, Amy, what's your Amy who I love Amy, Amy. August O.S. H. County, Amy. Amy Morton. Amy. Amy Morton. Jesus. Yeah. Um. It's like I wait for those lines. You wait for like, what a dump, and how are they each gonna do it? You know. Oh yeah, you gotta have the pause. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> it's like, or are they gonna do it their own way? That's totally different. You know. Yeah. What a dump. What a <laughs> dump. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. To Ugh. say anywhere, I go to my parents' house. I'm like, right. what a dump. What a dump. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wonder how Laurie Metcalf said it in that. B- brief production on Broadway before COVID. Ooh, that would be great. Yeah, we'll never know. Uh,
0: I I one song that I always love listening to, and it's impossible to like sing every part at once. But it's called. It's one of the Christmas bells songs, but it's like the big one where they're all at the um like collins and angel finds collins code and like mimi meets mark uh-huh. and it's like maureen comes out at the end and says which joanne which way to the stage like all of those overlapping like melodies and it sounds so chaotic but so gorgeous at the same time i remember mm-hmm. when i heard it on stage i was like overwhelmed like i was like i don't know what's happening but i had the subtitles on and It's like I've I've learned I've been saying lyrics wrong for like how many years now, but it's kind of fun to
1: know what they're actually saying. Right. Uh, It's great. Yeah, I I like those overlapping parts. I liked where it would kind of create a bit of like musical chaos. And I thought that this film production was great because it like the camera would also, you know, hone in on certain things. So I was like, oh, okay, that's what Mimi's doing. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. I appreciated that. Uh, and it's worth mentioning that the cinematographer for this production was Declan Quinn, who was the cinematographer for Hysterical Blindness and Monsoon Wedding. Whoa! Yeah, that's so a pedigree there. Yeah, a little bit of a Best Supporting Podcast alum. Ugh, so many alum. Yeah. In this. Um, yeah, I guess so. I guess there's, you know, we're Nayli Scoldsbury and and um, what's his name? Will Chase. Will Chase. And I guess that's maybe that's all. I guess had. that's
0: it. It's like I don't. We haven't done. The devil, like the devil wears prada, is the only thing I could really think of. Tracy Tom's, right? That we would have maybe covered, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, but alas, alas. Well, you know, something simple, you know, because watching this, I also couldn't help but think of Angels in America, you know, uh, which obviously mm-hmm. we've talked about with with Belize, but it it did make me think it, that would be a huge undertaking. But like Angels in America would be so like even if we broke it into two episodes there's so much to talk about if we did an an angels in america two-parter oh my god there's so many incredible women yeah i mean just like the scenes of of merrill and al pacino with her as ethel rosenberg are art they're absolutely it is art and like uh, (laughs) that could be but you know i also an interesting kind of you know companion i think to rent in terms of a big broadway production talking about aids in the 90s and like I uh, you know it, it just it and I don't know it, one felt kind of in in some ways a companion to the other you know absolutely I always think of Al Pacino going at all <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs>
0: like an inch away from death and it's so good it's and she so... comes in with those like that
1: tight lipped like yep.
0: purse on her lips yeah oh, oh god, god it's so good Athole. and
1: and it's like oh this this should never work and it just <laughs> It's so good.
0: It does. All right,
1: so maybe we'll put that on the list. Is the HBO uh, two-part uh, movie, uh, Angels in America. It'd be
0: a fun, like, Patreon thing, maybe. I don't know. Or yeah. maybe we could also do main-eps if we want to break it down even more. Because it's... Is it two it's, it's, or three episodes? I don't know. It's a, That's a great question. Um, I'll look at I, For some reason in my mind, it feels like it's a six-hour endeavor, you know? But I, I don't think it is. But, um oh, God. I mean, there's so much like early cataloging of that too. I feel like it truly was the first gay piece of media
1: that I watched like as a, you know, kind of almost adult, I guess. Yeah, no, that it was, it was came out in 2003. So it was really kind of perfect timing for us. You know, I mean, I was, I was just in college. I remember, um, I remember watching it and I remember renting it from the library I remember watching it in sophomore year in my dorm room and like and, yes. and it was yeah um to your point it is uh it is indeed it's 6 episodes I don't know why I thought it was okay. 2 and it is just short of 6 hours Okay So I mean let's talk about it maybe yeah i think we can have a discussion
0: you know off mic of how we want to parse that out but that that excites me yeah
1: i would i just it, and i don't know yeah there's so much there uh mary louise parker meryl streep um oh my god you know, emma thompson wilson, i was so in love patrick wilson so love with yeah oh james cromwell is great as the doctor oh, he is really great yeah he's oh so awful god. yeah oh well then it's all right well then it's decided um at some point, we'll do Angels in America. Uh, yeah. Well, is there anything else uh, about before we padlock the doors here? <laughs> That's a right I know, reference. right? There
0: it is. Um, no, I'm just so glad that you enjoyed it. I'm so happy for this new chapter as you start to, like, I don't know, start cataloging rent at the ripe old age of 38. I think it's beautiful, and I'm so – I'm so glad we didn't do Mamma Mia. Me too, (laughs) for so many reasons. And now I'm safe for a year. I know, right? (laughs) Only 364 more days. Yeah, how do you count a life? Yeah, how do you measure? How do you measure? How many many ABBA songs? I mean, we both do love ABBA, though, so that no, we is do. I do that love is Abba. an entry point, I think.
1: And I've had um, I Dreamed a Dream on my like many playlists throughout the years. Amanda Seyfried is uh, Safe I ride, Have a whatever. Dream. I, I like Have dreams. a Dream. So, yeah, I Have yeah, a Dream. Not Fontaine. Fu- not Fontaine. No, I, Sophie. Yeah, yeah, Sophie. Excuse me. I Have a Dream. Um, it's a great song. That's a great song. All of song. them are great. Yeah. Oh, well, guess what? Guess what, Mimi? Guess what, Mimi? We're getting played <laughs> off! <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Guess what, Mimi? That would be a great tote bag. Guess what, Mimi? But it's a yeah, picture and of it's Mimi. it's her on those bars. i was so nervous she's going to fall. My gosh. The whole time I was like, she's going to whack her head on one of those. And it's going to go boink! You know what I mean? <laughs> the glitter will go flying. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, where, where can folks find more of you? Because we're actually getting played off right now
0: they can find me on my other podcast The Good Vanilla or you can follow me on Instagram
1: at Nick Kochanov. how about you well you can find me on Alright Mary currently covering season 15 of Drag Race and you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore and of course you can find more of both of us in a best supporting capacity uh, at BSA pod on Instagram or you can send us an email at theBSAPod at gmail.com and, you know, keep your peepers peeled because we have the best sporting after show coming just around the Riverbend, and we have uh, some exciting things to talk about.
0: I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great
1: episode. Yeah. So, uh, no guess, day but today. <laughs> yeah, and so there's no, no day, day but, t- but today. <laughs> there's no day but today to say that as they say <laughs> is that is today. <laughs> yes.